Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. podcast i am mike and i'm rusty rusty welcome to friday uh that ain't right friday to be more specific um we are going to talk about uh the most texas episodes or texas centric i guess episodes of king of the hill uh this comes from an article in the dallas observer now it was last year, but I don't think any of this has changed because we've not gotten any new episodes yet. Or no, anything. nothing yet. So, yeah, so we're still on the on that. Yeah, they do talk about how uh, King of the Hill is finally making a comeback, and they say it's far more deserved than uh, Fourth Matrix film. Did you see that last Matrix film? Uh, I saw the last two. Didn't they film them simultaneously or something like no, that? No, this that was... was this was like number four, uh, and it was garbage. Oh, I haven't seen. I it. mean, no, complete I it. garbage. It's it's actually like and and I'm sure people are yelling at me at this point, but um, it it takes place. Okay, so I have a problem with any movie that like gets up its own butt, and by that I mean like meta on top of meta on top of meta. So like this one, uh, oh, I'm a I'm a game developer. And whoops, I slipped into the matrix and now I'm back. I mean, it's that yeah, was it's the, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's uh, a little, it's a little and cheesy. Then, and then That's a bunch of play trope. Yeah. Yeah. And then a bunch of Warner Brothers crap thrown in. And so it just, yeah. ugh, gross. did you hear that they're making another Mission Impossible? I think. Oh, I don't doubt that. I think they filmed those two at the same time. There's probably too. like nine of them oh, now, isn't it? At least. There? Yeah. And then once you get, uh, um, what's his face in the uh, metaverse then I guess you can reproduce him over and over and over yeah I wanted to apologize Tom to the Cruise. audience real quick uh, oh, yeah? I was nodding off on our last episode pretty damn hard <laughs> I went back and watched through it I had a rough day it's that whole right. day was just it's a rough day right. And I thought it was funny. I was like this on the microphone. Yeah, I kept like, uh, <laughs> "Hey, ain't that right, Rusty?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's been. Um, we've had a rough few weeks, honestly. Yeah, it's been a rough few weeks with all these. I don't know, I don't know, know the weather is. changes. A lot of stuff going yeah. on. We're, We're supposed to get our first like cold weather. Yeah, cool weather. Like Saturday, I think it, 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 tomorrow. I think it's supposed to be like seventy-eight. 
80, something like that. I and that is cold so. for us. I hope so. You know, that's that's really low. Yeah, we need it, though. All right, so let's talk about these Texas-centric episodes. Um, so we got 13, 13 seasons of King of the yeah, Hill. Yeah, there's 13 seasons of King of the Hill. And I think like a lot of the most Texas episodes are real early. Yeah. They get a lot of Texas tropes in like cram packed in the first, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 episodes. Yeah, it looks like um, there's a few like spread out, but uh, the first one is uh, Order of the Straight Arrow. That's season one, episode three. I mean, you, I don't know that you, like they say, it's it's not snipe hunting. So yeah. for everybody that doesn't know what snipe hunting is, <laughs> there is an actual bird called the common snipe, but as kids, uh, our dads made up stories about a, a legendary imaginary bird that was the snipe hunt. Yeah. And you would take a sleeping bag and a stick yeah. and you'd have to go look for this bird you were never, ever going to find. Yeah. And they would just send you on a wild goose chase basically is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And uh, my, my favorite part of this is like they talk about here is that uh, uh, Cotton uh, took him on the same thing as kids. And then Bobby's flair for the dramatic and his naive nature caused him to accidentally bag something more endangered than a deadly snipe with his whoop ass stick. So he, he ends stick. up beating a uh a crane is it, is it? a whooping crane yeah, a whooping yeah they crane. ended up beating the hell out of some yeah. whooping crane and then it, <laughs> my favorite part of that is when boomhauer says i'm on the cooler man yeah he tells, <laughs> like, he tells him exactly cooler. where it's at yeah he tells yeah. him where it is and everything which again is funny because boomhauer does that so much throughout the show snitching on everybody oh he does they can't understand him so it doesn't yeah. count <laughs> yeah but everybody's just like okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially hank all right, uh, Texas-centric episode number two, How to Fire a Rifle Without Really Trying. This is season two, episode one. Uh, as they say in this article, guns in Texas go together like peanut butter and jelly. And that's that's pretty true. It's pretty spot on, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's not a Texan that I think I know that doesn't own a gun. <laughs> There's a few, but not very many. Yeah, there's not a, very many at all. There's, there's a, few, a few I know that that own like twenty five. Oh, mean, there's there's, there's a, a few that I own. There was a guy that I worked with at Eminem Mars that had, uh, uh, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of. He had like oh, like a room pretty much that was designated for guns and ammunition. I understand owning a gun, and I don't know if everybody out there does, but I, I get it for like protecting your your house or home, your family, right? But at the point where you need a semi-automatic um, machine gun, uh, I think maybe we, we need to stop there. Uh, the fact that you can own hundreds of guns. Yeah, that's I think the thing for me is mainly rough. the volume. I don't necessarily really care about people owning AR-15s or nothing as long as they're responsible gun owners and they have a proper mental health checks in place. But I just don't like, I don't I don't understand guys that have enough. There's guys that I know that have enough that oh, if sure. there was something, they could literally oh, yeah. support a small militia yeah. of like 30 people well, I think it's the with idea. weapons and ammunition. I think it's the idea yeah. when you start talking to some of these, these old guys around here. That, I mean, they'll tell you. Well, you know, you know they'll, today they'll was, you know, it's a, you know, today was, uh, the, you guys might catch this on Friday, but it yeah. is a Wednesday right now and it's 2.52 PM central time, <laughs> uh, about 2.18 central time. We had, uh, the alert system go off. Yeah. I was standing in the dollar test. general. Yeah. I was standing in the dollar general. The dollar general computers were alerting. Really? Yeah. They're making everything. Uh, the, did, huh? Everything inside the lady yeah. came on the speaker and said, please duck now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just don't understand, um, I, I, well, I do, but you, you can't in my in my 
opinion. You can't trust the government to make the 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 mental health checks. You can't trust them to do this and that. No, so no. it's got to be community. I understand stuff. Yeah. the Texas thing where you know I'm going to stand my ground and do all this, but um, man, at some point, it's a tough sell. Oh, it's a it definitely is. a tough it sell for a tough sure. Sell. No, I agree. All right, the third one, season two, episode nine, the company man. This is where uh, the guy from Boston comes in and uh, wants Hank to be a super-duper cowboy. Yeah, which this show is kind of like double-layered. So it you, is. you get a lot of like the Texas culture in this show, uh, but then you get like what a lot of Texans go through. So my dad is a, a, a Texan who lived in England, and my dad would never go by the nickname Tex. My dad is not a Tex. <laughs> but when you're in those kind of situations and in those places like that, oh, yeah. that's how – that's just like – the only view that a lot of people have of Texas is spaghetti westerns. That's yeah. that's literally their concept. Oh, like they expect everybody to have cowboy boots and spurs well, and bolo ties and they pearl do. snaps. Yeah, they do mention that in this in this article. They said that uh, he wanted Hank to dress like an extra in blazing, blazing saddles. saddles. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Which blazing saddles again is a tongue in a tongue in cheek. Oh. making fun of spaghetti westerns. So that that's the joke there. That's yeah, the, that's the joke absolutely. in itself there. And yeah. this is this is featuring Thatherton, uh, also uh, voiced by Burt Reynolds. At that time, which yeah. uh, I think if I think without Burt Reynolds' voice, this particular episode with Thatherton in it would not have hit as hard. Oh, I get that. Yeah, like he all the other episodes job. without Thather with Thatherton in them, they're all you know he's like a a, a a a byproduct of the episode. This particular one, he's kind of you know mid center in the episode, like because yeah. he's a part of it. He's he's the the main pro, uh, main antagonist of the sh the episode. So that's what I like. Uh, I like about having Burt Reynolds' voice or whatever. I, now, just, I just don't think anybody else's voice could have done a good job. Now I will say that one thing that is synonymous with Texas is football. And uh, this next episode is season three, episode 12, three coaches and a Bobby. Yeah. Um, football is pretty much a tradition here, it especially is. like high school football. You either play Big football deal. or get made fun of for not playing football. That's true. You only That's true. have one option or the other. I've never told you about my experience playing football. No, you never have. No, you never did. So I tried to get on the high school football team. Now, this was at a uh, uh, Christian high school, mm -hmm. uh, which I did not enjoy very much and got kicked out of twice. But I tried to get on the football team when I first got there. And I, I was, and I mean, good Lord, there's not enough of us to make a football team. So I made it. Yeah. Uh, I was offsides four times in a row and asked to not come back so i there you <laughs> that's go my, that's that's, that's my that's my did you see the uh, yeah. the viral video that went around in uh from dallas it was like a, it was a dallas madison high school playing whitney high school and one of the defensive players uh it was at the beginning of the play the ball snaps the defensive player starts to make his way up the field like they're supposed to he you know he back steps and yeah, he turns sure. to run up and when he goes turns to run up, the ref was right in his way. So the kid put tries to move the ref out the way. Well, the yeah. ref ends up grabbing the kid's face helmet and he slings him to oh, the no. side and rips his face that's helmet not, off. Yeah, that's not great. Video goes viral. Guy loses his well suspended without pay and further investigate, which means he's sure. fired eventually. Sure. He's probably gonna get fired from it. Yeah. And then uh, apparently the parents are pressing. Uh, pressing charges through the these they I think it was something like the city police wouldn't press charges, so they went to the sheriff's department, yeah. and the sheriff's department is going to go ahead and uh, pursue the charges against them through the county instead of the city. And uh, I don't know, I I don't know how 
uh, I feel about like him getting like arrested and stuff for it, but like I feel like he, you can't do that to kids. No, man. you God, absolutely you can't, can't do that. Kids. Kids. Well, you can't do it to anybody. But no, you can't do it in the NFL. In the NFL, yeah. you'd probably get punched in the NFL. Yeah. I imagine yeah. that if you grabbed an uh, NFL football player as a referee <laughs> by the helmet, he'd probably hit you. Regardless, he don't care about the fine. No, anyway. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, not at that point. No. Um, now the thing I do like about this one is is uh, the coach comes in and he's absolutely insane. Oh, nutcase. Uh, he makes them do the helmet test by running into the brick walls. Bill Hendry. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he makes them run faster by chasing them down in the mud with his car. And uh, everything can be solved with a salt tablet. With a, take a salt tablet. <laughs> take a salt tablet. That's right. Yeah. And uh, if and it says here, and the, they are absolutely right, if you think that's over the top, then you've clearly never been to a high school football game in Texas. No, it's, it gets crazy. Uh, I remember my high school football coach. It was after I had graduated high school. Yep. The the he uh, he got caught on a live mic telling everybody they were playing like <laughs> like f word and pussies. Yeah, he was screaming that. that at them. And I was like, you know, it's probably not good for him to say those things sure. and get caught on a mic. But sure. I'm like, it's a whole like people don't understand football. Like uh -huh. that whole mentality that those that like those kids and those coaches it's are a in. different breed. It is because it's com it, it's com it's competitiveness at like a, almost a toxic level to some of it, you know. But I mean, that's what it, that, that's it what is. it takes, I guess, if you want to be a well a professional athlete. I mean, look at the stuff they've done in the army, you know, or in the military. I mean, you can't you can't do what you used to be able to do there yeah. either, and especially like at a at a high school football game. Well, imagine how many professional artists or musicians or. Uh, Riders that we would have yeah. if we had similar com competitions. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine know if, they if would we like. Through. Imagine if we had like all these all this money on programs for like the, like art stuff for kids and stuff like that yeah. and music and stuff like that because i watched my high school before before they were state champions and stuff like that and they got a bunch of money in the booster club and all that right when when we were just an zero and ten team they started taking away choir they yeah. started just slowly taking stuff away to give more money to the program, which in my mind, I'm like, if you can't win with the money you got, what's more money going to help you? It's nothing about the money. It's about coaching and football players. It's, it's about status. So like some of the biggest uh, football fields you'll ever see are high school football fields around here. Oh, Al, Al, the one in Dallas, Alvin, I think oh, is what it's called, Alvin Lord. High School. It's Huge. massive. It's as big as college football stadiums. Oh, yeah. And now that you've got like the NIL stuff that's come into college, I wonder how long it is before money starts to creep its way into high school sports. Oh, it's already in high school sports. There's yeah. already high school athletes and junior and seniors that already have NIL deals nuts. because they already have D1 offer. They're like, these kids are going to D1 schools guaranteed kind yeah. of thing. So they're already giving these kids before they like, before they have a chance to tear their ACL. To, I mean, I'm not wishing that on anybody, yeah, I got you. but sure. you got all these liabilities on these kids that I just don't understand how you could throw Ten million dollars at a high school kid, or even two million dollars at a high school kid. I don't kid get it either. Who no. who hasn't even? Because you and I, I mean, you're a football fan. I'm a football fan, sure. or you're a sports fan in general. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen sports athletes go from high school to the oh, NFL yeah. through the sports world, and LeBron. it's just like, yeah, LeBron, and like, he's he's actually one that handled it fairly well. Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't most know, of, it's just most crazy. of those guys you see, they come in and and like if they were coming straight from high school. They would get in trouble. They yeah. didn't know how to handle their money. I've always said that I think that they need like a, 
a mentor or somebody yeah. when they first come in because it's like winning the lottery overnight. Yeah, and that's the, that's the sad thing about it is the NFL needs to have a program in place for it to yeah. help them out, and they don't well, because what ends up happening NBA is – Yeah, NBA any, any, all the any professional sports league yeah. where you're taking either an 18 to 22-year-old kid and you're handing them $20 million, and these yeah. kids are coming from – you know, literally eating packets of noodles, all the college to survive. Sure, sure. There was one uh, NFL athlete made it all the way to, I can't remember his name, but he was a D1 athlete. He didn't have a meal program, so yeah. he just struggled to eat and struggled to do yeah. everything for four years, yeah. and he finally made it to the league. And when he talked about it and told what he ate and what he had to eat to make it, I'm like, this guy made it to the NFL eating like hot dogs and bologna. Oh, sure. It's insane sure. to think that they don't even give them food or nothing. Well, the other the other issue you're seeing start to pop its head up in, in college, uh, especially football, is that, uh, you know, your uncle's going to run your money for you or your parents yeah. going to run your money for you and then they're going to walk off with they're all no of it. You got nothing. They have no financial management skills yeah. to help you. They're yeah. buying houses in your name and all that kind of stuff. And next thing you know, you're looking at your bank account and it says... Zero. Yeah, it's amazing how many relatives crawl out of the woodwork whenever you get some money. Well, that's the thing. There was a lot of uproar in the media this week about uh, Jay Z not giving his cousin forty eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and uh, somebody said somebody had commented or something on there and said if he can't come up with forty eight hundred dollars, how is he going to turn forty eight hundred dollars into two million to? Because that's what his, that's what he had told Jay Z to get the forty eight hundred. That sure. was what the rumor was sure. is that he had told Jay Z. You give me forty eight hundred, and I'll bring you back two million. Gonna buy a bunch of crypto. Whatever he was gonna do, yeah. I, sure. don't, know. I don't know what the the scam was that he was trying to run on him, but uh, that's what he was saying is that a lot of people get mad when the family doesn't take care of them. But uh, oh. uh, I watched uh, Shannon Sharp and Stephen Smith talking about it too, and Shannon Sharp had said, "I took care of my mama, I took care of my brothers, I took care of my sisters, I took care of my grandma." He said. There's too many cousins. I can't take care of every cousin there is. No kidding, he right? said, once you start taking care of anything outside of mom, dad, brother, and sister, you end up yep. broke because yep. you can't support yep. five. Because it gets deep. You Everybody's get to, coming. You get to third cousins and Everybody's fourth cousins. You're talking you. about 50, 60 people. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's Absolutely. Just, it's one of those things. All right. Next one, Rodeo Days, season four, episode 12. This one's a pretty good one because Bobby becomes yeah. a rodeo clown. Yeah, which we learned a lot about. If you you should go back and check out that episode because uh -huh. uh, we learned a lot about the rodeo clown profession yeah, during that episode. Did. I had no clue that it was like an art form oh, in yeah. a sense where they had like a competitive sport. It's like a competitive organization for rodeo clowns. It's insane. Yeah, it's a really good one because uh, it does show that um, – Hank and Peggy can still learn something about Bobby. You know, basically that's what it turns into is them learning how oh, yeah. Bobby can actually be an asset with, with all of this stuff, you know? Uh, okay. Next one, Yankee Hanky season four, episode 10. Uh, this is, uh, anyone who's lived in Texas for any stretch of time knows how our, uh, uh, how our naivete is something that gets pushed into our bloodstream with a syringe Hank learns uh, the startling news that he's a he's not a native-born Texan. This is a tough one, right? Where he learns that he was born in New York City. Yeah, that he New hated York that. City. He hated that one. That was when uh, Cotton, uh, you know, with a government conspiracy to oh, go sure. and kill Fidel Castro. Because uh, <laughs> this is the one with the leg. Is this is the one with the fake leg. No, this is no, the one where he goes yeah, and assassinates yeah. Fidel Castro oh, that's right. uh, at a baseball game. So for a lot of people, <laughs> what a lot of people don't know, okay, so so yeah. for those of you that don't know, if you're not a baseball fan, a lot of baseball players come out of 
the Dominican Republic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cuba, places, you know, like all kinds of South American countries. Japan's a, a big cheap, place. It's a cheap sport it's to play. It's a really cheap sport to yeah. play as kids. It's just like soccer. It's yeah. like soccer yeah. and yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All you got to do is a ball and a stick. And a soccer. lot of them learn how to play baseball with literally just a ball and a stick. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Fidel Castro, uh, along the lines of like Hitler and his art class, if Fidel Castro would have been picked up to be on the professional team that he tried out for, <laughs> he would have actually been a professional baseball player instead of a politician. So his segue was he got rejected from being on a baseball. I can't remember what baseball team it was. It was an American professional yeah. baseball team yeah. that, that he was a good, he was a really good high sure. level baseball player, but he just didn't have what they wanted. And, uh, from then he switched to politics. Yeah. And well, if only if only Hitler's Castro. art had been accepted, you know. You know and some I mean, of his, <laughs> I've seen some of his art. You know, it, yeah. it's it's not, not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's no. not. T- all he needed was just a little bit of encouragement. That's right. That's and all he needed. Could have stopped World War Two. Could have stopped World War Two. Uh, okay. So our last one. Uh, these are the most Texas centric Texas. Sorry, centric episodes. And by the way, I was not born in Texas. I consider myself a Texan, but I was yeah, I was born not in born Texas. in Texas yeah. either, but. I've there's no other culture that I grew up in. Yeah. I don't know anything else. No, that's you it's know, true. It's true. I know zero else. Last one is one that we haven't covered yet. How I learned to stop worrying and love the Alamo. This is season eight, episode seventeen. That's a good movie though. How I how I learned to love the bomb. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, Doctor Strangelove is a good one in it. Um um What's his name? Tex, when he rides the nuclear weapon down yeah. the ground at the end. Yeah, it's Tex. Uh oh gosh, I can't remember his last name. Is it Ritter? It may be Tex Ritter. No, I don't remember. Uh, but Peter Sellers is fantastic in that. Peter Sellers. No, Tex is, Ritter's a singer. Never mind. Peter Sellers was really under undervaluated. Uh, Not for sure. People people didn't appreciate him. Being there is a is a great movie. Uh, very dry um, Peter Sellers movie, but that doesn't have anything to do with this. So uh, how I uh, stopped worrying and loved the Alamo. Uh, this is. Um, uh, new revelations from historians still pop up along with info such as a collection of Alamo artifacts rounded up by singer Phil Collins, who has a Trekkie-like obsession with the Fort story. In another way, the episode also showcases our love and often unhealthy relationship with our own state's history by taking on two extremes at once. This has to do with Hank's undying love for the sacrifices made by the men of the Alamo and the exaggerated truths that arise through history, both good and bad. So Hank does learn uh a little something about the alamo and yeah. the people that were there but the people that are putting this thing on are really crappy about about the you know how many <laughs> times i've seen the alamo you know how many times i've seen the alamo in the last year how many 52 oh i don't doubt that i've seen it once a week because you yeah, you, you, you do a lot of deliveries yeah. there right well uh when i'm in san antonio it doesn't my route never generally takes me past the Alamo. Yeah. But I make it a point to drive by the Alamo because it's a little bit off my route. Probably it probably has like four or five minutes once sure. I, when I go that way. But I'll go that way every Thursday. I'm in San Antonio and I always roll down my window and I scream as loud as I can <laughs> at my window, remember the Alamo to all the tourists yeah. that are walking around. There there's there's a couple things I remember about the Alamo in San Antonio. One is that uh, there's a wax museum right across the street. Yeah, which I think is odd. There is a wax museum across the street. And uh, then, Ripley's Believe It or Not yeah. is across the street too. And then the second thing is uh, Pee Wee Herman taught me that there's no basement in the Alamo. There is no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> I love that. That is funny. That is, like that's one of my all-time favorites. That is a good joke, yeah. 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 There's no basement in the Alamo. There is no basement in the Alamo. Well, if there was a basement in the Alamo, they probably would have hid in the basement. They oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You might have had more than one or two people make it out. <laughs> 
Well, that is uh, that is from the Dallas Observer, the uh, yeah, most Texas-centric episodes. Um, I, I don't think you can watch T- King of the Hill and not think Texas the entire time you're watching it. But uh, those I don't are, know how you can if you don't. It's, yeah. uh, it's literally the epitome of what Texas is throughout the whole show. Every episode has something that I guarantee that if you're not from Texas, it's just not going to hit the same way as, as a Texan. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Whataburger stuff, that's Whataburger. just not the same. Because it's not, they're really, I mean. Which changes, which they're, is they're, weird They're me. spreading out now, but like when this show came out, the only Whataburgers you could eat at you were only in eat Texas. Texas. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When this show came out, there was probably only like, Maybe even twenty Waterburgers at that time. There weren't even yeah, that many because it was it was uh, the first one was Corpus Christi, I believe. They got yeah, the, they got the right. big one that's there in Corpus Christi yeah. and San Antonio area and stuff like that. But really, at uh, the point all, this show was done, there really wasn't that. There was a handful of Waterburgers, and the they're time. all super slow. Super slow. I They've always been slow. I can't do it, man. They've always been slow. Well, since they got bought out by that company in Chicago, yeah, yeah. everything tastes different. So yeah. I don't even eat there anymore. It's it's not it's not what it used to be. I know that. But yeah, uh, I don't eat there anymore. I'm sure Rest that has... in peace to Whataburger. It <laughs> died to corporate America. <laughs> I, I'm sure that has a lot to do with our uh, you know, thinking back to childhood and, and those kind of memories. No, it's but, true though, and I'm I can't name names because I could get in trouble for it. But sure. uh, a company that I used to work for, they've changed their ingredients slowly over the last fifty years really? to make them cheaper. That the original taste is so different, you'd never even know. Huh. But the reason why the consumer has never ever been able to notice the difference and change is because it's been so slight and so gradual slowly. over yeah. sixty years that yeah. the original taste is completely gone from what it is now because the slow gradual change there so is if you took the formula and made one from that to that and ate them both you would you would they would taste totally different thing. almost like completely different candies yeah um so uh there is a great episode of uh gosh i can't remember what it's called it's like either tasty or yum or something like that but it's these two british guys on youtube that go around trying different american foods and stuff yeah and they go to a whataburger and they end up like absolutely loving almost everything on the menu so much that uh, they go back at supper and eat there again. So (laughs) yeah, they love the, but, but they love the stuff with the barbecue sauce on it and stuff. And I can't eat that. It's too sweet. I don't like too much. I'm not a fan. Are real fans of barbecue fans of slathered barbecue sauce? I don't think so. I prefer to dip. I like to smell this. I I like to taste the smoke. I'm I'm a dipper. Yeah. I like yeah. slot because I'm not real big on condiments anyway. Period on my food. Oh, see, I, I love like condiments, but I like them light. I like lights. Yeah. I feel like a condiment is there to accentuate, maybe boost a little bit. I hate when you go to a restaurant. You're like, let me get a cheeseburger, and it's like a quarter inch thick of mayo on top. I will eat a lot of mayo on my hamburger or cheeseburger, but uh, I don't want any ketchup. I don't want any mustard. I like mustard all three. is for chili dogs. I like all three on the burger, but really? like I said, it's got to be. My wife mixes them all together. And a I'm little like, layer. It just can't yeah. be a lot. And and that comes from always having a beard usually. Sure. Like usually when I eat, I actually sure. shave my beard, guys. You'll get to see yeah, that see on that. our, our yeah. next live episode. But uh I uh, I like when you're eating with a beard, especially me driving around all the time. Oh yeah, I have to tell them no condiments because I can't eat a cheeseburger, sure. and then sure. there's nowhere to wash my face and wash my beard out. Or well, anything like for that. those of you that don't have beards, you don't always realize there's something in it. You don't, and uh, <laughs> it could be quite embarrassing when you've got like it's like six hours later, and you look in the mirror, and it's my all beard dried. was like to the middle of yeah. my chest before I just shaved it, and like. If I ate something and something fell out, it would literally, if it's a streak of <laughs> condiments, it would just go from like my chin all the way down to the end That's of true. my beard. So. That's true. It's it's a, it's a messy, uh, what do they call it? Uh, um, what do they call the mustache? They used to call it like a, 
sopper or something like that. Like it would sop up all the, oh, all yeah, the juices like or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is, uh, that is your, that ain't right Friday. And, uh, I thank you for joining us once again, Rusty, you want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at www.bwaaakoth.com or you can go over to roguemedianetwork.com slash bwaaakoth and you can get our episodes there. Or you can head on over to youtube.com to YouTube. catch our Monday episodes, which are all video where you can see me and the lovely Mike in lovely. the flesh. And uh, yeah, don't forget to go check out our Patreon. I think we just at, lost a lot of viewers. Probably. At patreon.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H, where you can go over and support us for three bucks. We'd appreciate it. We'd like $3. to keep the lights on. Uh, we'd like to keep the 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 lights on, the electricity microphones on, powered. the microphones powered. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the people you know, like us better when we can pay for stuff. These Mexican Cokes don't pay for themselves. That's absolutely true. This, uh, this Coca-Cola zero does not pay for the itself. studio pass. Studio pass. I don't understand what that is. Uh, whatever. I heard, uh, that if you scan that or something, you're yeah. supposed to get like, so if you win, you win some like crazy studio access to, okay. to, to some, I thought you just got diabetes, but um, Uh, that too. Yeah. Clean your battery posts. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. And we'll see you again on Monday for another episode. We matanye. We matanye. This has been a Rogue Media Network. Oh,